from Hedges Pictures and Sedgley Films comes a six-episode web series featuring tales of horror surrounding Louisiana's haunted past. Requiems. See it online at HedgesPictures.com every Friday starting October 17th. You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. It's Halloween month here on Babies Revisited. Red Rob! Red Rob! Red Rob! And now your host, Trey Harris and Daniel Sant'Angelo. <laughs> You're listening to Sounds of Friday the 13th on 80s Revisited Radio, only on the Awesome Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. <laughs> With me as always. People think you're going to sound like that. They probably just shut it Already off. turned on instantly. Skip. Yeah, like, wow, this is what this podcast this is This podcast like. is fucking stupid. Quick. It's the morning zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's do a prank phone call. <laughs> No, it's not. But uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Halloween Horror Hootenanny Hoedown of Horror as we go. We move down the chain of the Trinity of Horror icons from Freddy to Jason, the two immortals locked in immortal combat forever because they're immortal. But, and uh, we're looking for caller number 13. <laughs> Lucky 13. <laughs> Hello, caller. <sighs> <sighs> caller, speak up. What's your name? Oh, sorry. We we'll have to go. Th- sorry, caller. We we'll have to get the next one. But uh, continuing our trinity of the horror icons, and also the part threes of these of said series of said icons, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Uh, already a big tone in the Friday the Thirteenth series with just the theme. This is the actual theme from Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. It's like the disco Star Wars version. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't sound so You know, it's scary. like, it's not like, kill, 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 my. It's not the classic thing. This is... Yeah, this is pretty cheesy. It's like, you know, you expect to see them dancing in a disco, and then Jason walks out, and everybody's quiet, and all of a sudden he starts, you know, rips his clothes off, and it's like the disco suit, and he busts a move. I mean, listen, this is not... What is scary about this? I mean, you got a bongo, synth. It's scary how good my moves are. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this released August 13th, 1982 IMDb 5.6 Rotten Tomatoes Critics 13% However, 44% of the audience loved it So, huge difference there uh, Critically mm. And justifiably so, if I might add uh, Budget was a $4 million estimated one It opened, however, at 9.4 Almost uh, doubled and a half its gross Domestic gross, 36.2 Reynolds was 21 point... Actually, I think that's information I left on my sheet from last time. I don't know what the Reynolds were, but it was a success. Uh, This one was directed by Steve Miner. He also directed Part 2. He also directed the 80s classic House. And he's one of the few directors who crossed over to one of the other franchises in the holy trinity of horror movies. He directed H2O 20 years later, one of Mm. the few good Halloween sequels. And also the Betty White classic, Lake Placid. So... He gets a pretty good horror movie cred. Uh, 
And also, it was written by Martin Kitrusser and Kara Watson, but I looked them up because I didn't recognize their names, so they probably did some other stuff. And I must say, this Friday the 13th probably had the most attractive female cast of any Friday the 13th. I'll go ahead and say that now on the record. Hmm. Uh, the first of which being Dana Kimmel, who was Chris, a girl. They don't say what her full name is. I assume it's Christine, <laughs> but girl. it's listed as just Chris Higgins. Could be a transsexual. They never go into it. So we'll leave that to the people, same people who debate Friday uh, Night on Elm Street 2 being a gay coming-of-age story and not uh, a horror movie. Yes. But uh, she also starred in one other movie, Lone Wolf McQuaid. Uh, she did some other minor things, but I'll be perfectly honest with you. Everybody in this movie hasn't... They've had no career They have after no this photos movie. on IMDb. <laughs> a couple of them do, of note. Yeah, two uh, people that I see here. Paul Krafka was, Ricky, was Rick... Uh, no he did nothing else of note. Uh, his most notable performance is this film and getting his eyeball popped out of his head by Jason Voorhees. Mm. Uh, Tracy Savage, cool name, was Debbie. Uh, unfortunately, Daniel's not here because she was a, a semi-regular on Little House on the Prairie mm. and also was in one episode of Happy Days. So, good job. She did a lot of one episodes on TV shows. Still doing Big it. resume, but it's always like, you know, TV reporter, woman in supermarket type thing. Wow. Uh, well, that oh, kind of wow. happens after you get a harpoon to the eye from Jason Voorhees. Uh, and honestly, the most notable cast member, Larry Zerner, who played Shelley, was most recently in the total try-to-cash-in-on-geek role-playing culture movie Knights of Badassdom, which was really kind of ridiculous. And he's a very successful lawyer now. Hmm. And unlike Kevin Bacon, he actively goes to Friday the 13th convention, horror conventions. Like He relishes the fact that he was in this movie. He's a big proponent and supporter of the genre and uh, the fans around it. So good job on you not being Kevin Bacon and totally denying that you were in Friday the 13th. <laughs> uh, Richard Brooker played Jason in this episode and uh, this installment of the franchise. Uh, he was actually a gymnast. And uh, that's about it for the cast. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of nobodies. Uh, they do recap the end of the second one in the beginning where you see Betsy Palmer briefly. Uh, of course, Mrs. Voorhees. Uh, but this is, no, again, no offense to you, any of you cast members listening. Dana Kimmel, I hear you're still exceptionally attractive. Look me up, at gmail.com. Just kidding, I love my wife, but seriously, <laughs> if you want to meet up. No, but uh, on, and honestly, uh, no, you know, unlike last week where we had Patricia Arquette, Heather Lakenkamp, Robert Unglund, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, you know, pretty notable cast that went on to other things. Uh, this movie's pretty, let's be honest, it's a bunch of nobodies uh, as yes. far as actors go. You're, you're real people in, in real life. You have, you've done phenomenal for your personal life, but acting-wise, you're dead in the water. <laughs> That's kind of a vague hmm. night, Friday the 13th joke because Jason died in the water. <laughs> it just didn't come across right. But anyway, uh, this was a Friday the 13th. This was one that I didn't really see as a kid in the 80s. It was more so, they always. it was usually the first one they play. Or, or they play, uh, you know, four or uh, five and six, especially. Again, on USA, mm -hmm. you come in from trick-or-treating or the week before Halloween, they're playing more of the later installments in the series, uh, Friday the 13th. Because, of course, by this time, again, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 was in 87 last week. We're in 82, and Friday the 13th is already on part three. By 87, Friday the 13th was on maybe part seven, seven or six at least. Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, it looks like it'd be part six, because uh, seven came out in 88. So, you know, the Friday 13th series was much more 
of a uh, where uh, not a warehouse, an assembly line in a sense of putting them out like consistently, consistently. As there, that series is double the number of installments as pretty much any of the other ones uh, for the most part. Uh, but th- three was never one that I uh, saw again until much later. But uh, the one thing I love about this franchise is that you go from the first one. You know, it's it's pretty. It's a horror movie. It's pretty scary mm-hmm. for its time. You go to the second one. It's it's still you know it maintains that it's in that same vein. And then you get to this one where it's it's all it's exceptionally well lit. You know, and it's just I mean people are dying pretty it's horrifically. So but it's this one especially because it's part three, and uh, this was released theatrically in three D. Which when you watch it, that's why yeah. you see all these. This is one of those movies where it's it's not one of the modern movies where it's post converted in 3D. This yeah. was made for 3D, so things are pointed at the camera, <laughs> purpose intentionally for right. extended periods of time. <laughs> it's ridiculous, you know. When you wa- I watched it in 2D. I have the box set of Friday the 13th. The actual one of the more recent ones. It's like a book kind of format, but it's got it had this version with the 3D glasses, and we're talking old school. One red lens, one blue lens, 3D glasses. So, not good 3D. Uh, and I've watched it both ways, and it really sucks to watch it in 3D. Like it does it on the in the theater. I'm sure it probably came out better because the big screen it's got more of the depth of field, perhaps. But on your TV screen, it just really doesn't. You can see what it's going for, but it doesn't work. Wow. Uh, but this one. We talked last week about Nightmare on Elm Street 3 was extremely important to this. Oh, yeah, it's like the, the 3D yo-yo. scenes. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, oh, I'm doing a yo-yo right at you. Uh, but we talked about how Nightmare on Elm Street 3 was really important for establishing Freddy as a comedic murderer. Comedic genius murderer, if you ask for my opinion. But uh, this one is most noted. This is arguably the most important movie in the franchise of Friday the 13th because this is the film where Jason gets his hockey mask. Mm. Until this mo- this film, midway through this film, Jason was not the hockey mask killer. The icon he wasn't the icon until this film, mm. which, in my opinion, makes this one arguably the most important in the franchise. Uh, of course, in the first one, he wasn't the killer. In the second one, he had a sack with the one eye hole, and he's got the overalls and the flannel shirt. <laughs> he's the hillbilly <laughs> running through the woods. Uh, but this is the one, and it starts off like they don't show his face. But then uh, at one point, Shelly, uh, who's a boy, and Chris is a, gr- is a girl in this film. So when I say those names, I'm talking about, you know, it might get confusing if you haven't been up to date on or seen this film recently. But midway through the film, when uh, after Jason kills Shelly in the barn, he, well, first of all, Shelly surprises Debbie by being in the lake and pretending to grab her. He's a jokester. He's ah ha ha. And he's a dork. He's got. You know, he's got the Jew fro, and he's very unattractive. The girls don't like him. You know, you kind of think, like, he might be the hero when you're watching it for the first time, like, because he's the, he's the one not breaking the horror movie rules. Right. Uh, but that's not the case by the time this movie ends. Although the, the, the chick, the hero, the her- heroine of this one, you know, abides by the rules uh, laid out in Scream. But uh, anyway, so uh, he comes out of the... For some reason, he wears this, the hockey mask underwater. And he's wearing a wetsuit, so he grabs Deception. her. He grabs her to scare her, her leg, to scare her, and she's freaked out. But then he gets out of the water in a wetsuit, holding a spear gun and wearing a hockey mask. That just... Hmm. 
I mean, maybe was he really trying to kill her and couldn't get her in the water? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It seems like a little overkill to go through all that when you're just, the, the scare is grabbing her. Right. Like, oh, that that's the scare. Ah, oh, it's you, Shelly. Get the fuck out. <laughs> but then he goes to the barn. Jason murders him, slits his throat, and gets the most, arguably the most iconic horror mask. Yeah. Uh, actually, it is the most iconic mask. This is Jason's hockey mask. Michael Myers is, is iconic. Don't get me wrong. He's the scariest to me, but the hockey mask of Jason Voorhees is, you know, when you think of 80s horror, it's the hockey mask. To me. And, you know, Freddy's gloves an iconic weapon and such, but Jason Voorhees' hockey mask is bar none. It, I mean, in my opinion, has to be the most iconic symbol in horror. Even, hmm. uh, I would say, without giving it, without sitting here and thinking about it for 10 minutes as to what else could be considered. Uh, right. I think, I mean, I think it has to be. The, yeah, you know, I mean, you have Michael Myers, uh, Hannibal Lecter, the screen mask. Yeah, Ghostface. Yeah. You know, but it, Jason is the one that. It's definitely the one that's come up the most. Yeah. And of course, because there's like 14, uh, or I'm uh, sorry, 12 installments of Friday the 13th, I believe. Or maybe, anyway, let's see. There's. <laughs> Ten days of, it depends on if you count Freddy versus Jason, how many there are as an installment mm-hmm. in the franchise, I guess. But anyway, so this one, and uh, as I was kind of saying, like part one and part two are very, you know, slashery. This one is too, but it's, again, it's, it's well lit. They're in the woods. Even when the lights are out, I mean, everything's in detail. You get the constant campy 3D effects, but you still get some great kills. And this one, strangely enough, the plot and the the structure of it is almost like a remake of the first one. Uh, for example, uh, we're looking on the sc- our screen right now, but one girl gets killed j- almost exactly like Kevin Bacon dies in the first one. Hmm. Uh, under the hammock, stabs her through the thing after blood drips, and she's like, "What's this?" And then, oh, she's dead. In the end of this one, in a very confusing turn of events, <laughs> Mrs. Voorhees jumps out of the lake and grabs a girl and pulls her into the water instead of Jason from the original. So right. You know, I don't know if they just thought, oh, we'll just do a third one and make some more money. And, you know, they're not really, it doesn't seem like they're worried about continuity at this point. Yeah. Except with the hockey mask. The hockey mask is the one constant from this point out. It defines the character. He always has the hockey mask or he always gets the hockey mask with the exception of Jason Goes to Hell when he's quote unquote possessing people until the end of the movie and he has his form back or whatever. <laughs> that notwithstanding, uh, that's why this one is a key in this franchise. And honestly, part four kind of goes back to a little bit more of the seriousness uh, of the franchise with, because, uh, you know, part four was, uh, what was the subtitle part four? The, uh, part four is when I started doing the subtitles. Uh, look it up Let's real quick for me, because I'm trying it. to, final chapter, that's it. Yeah. You, then, then you have Jason, then you have five, which was, I think Jason, no, when Jason lives, a new beginning. Then you have part six, Jason lives. Part seven, the new blood. Part eight, of course, Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> and then uh, takes Manhattan. Uh, let me see, that's eight. And then what was nine? What am I missing? Oh, nine was Jason goes to hell. Duh. And then of course Jason Duh. X into the yeah, future. Just eight. Yeah. Uh, but you, that's what I, I really love about this franchise is that half of them are horror, and half of them are it's almost comedy. <laughs> uh, part, I believe it's six. There's, there's one where like even Jason's kind of comedic in his actions. Like uh, he comes, these paint people are playing paintball in the woods around Crystal Lake, and like he just like 
decapitates all of them, three of them with one swipe and like cuts off an arm and like kind of stares at it, you know, kind of goofy kind of things, you know, like almost tongue in cheek. But then you have, but then like with part seven, you get like, you know, Jason fights the psychic chick, which <laughs> is silly, but we'll talk about that one later on because it's one of my personal favorites because it has some, that's one of, that's when Kane Hodder took over the role as Jason. And arguably he's the most famous, he, well, he, he is the most famous person to play Jason Voorhees. Hmm. Uh, because he brought uh, a little, he put effort and thought into Jason's movements and like you know, the cocking of the head and what, you know, like the the more mannerism right. aspect of a of an actor. Uh, you know, in a sense, what Andy Circus does now, but not quite to that scale. You know, because Andy Circus is motion capturing apes. I mean, he's doing amazing stuff. But uh, man, this guy's still working hard. Look oh, at yeah. all these red. This red text on his IMDb. Good God. And well, it also should be noted that Kane Hodder, although he's not Jason in this one, uh, and wasn't Jason in Freddy wow. versus Jason, which caused a lot of fans to be upset because everybody wanted to see Kane Hodder as Jason fight Robert Unglund, but the director of Freddy versus Jason wanted a big, bigger, a taller guy. Hmm. He envisioned Jason as being a bigger, more imposing figure, which Kane Hodder is, but he's not, I think, like six foot six, like the guy that they got to play him in Freddy versus Jason. Uh, but I forgot where I was going with six this. Six two, six two and a half. That's actually. still pretty. That's still pretty that's tall. Pretty By the time close. you get the makeup on, I mean, and then uh, I think probably more expensive. Yeah, but uh, also Kane Hodder. Now uh, there's a new franchise that's actually really it's decent. It's not like my favorite or any stretch, but it's the Hatchet franchise. He plays the villain in that, like kind of an elephant man, similar to Jason Voorhees, wood hermit type character that people stumble into his woods and he hacks them up unmercifully. Hmm. Uh, but it's a very it's a good modern series that's very reminiscent of these classics with Friday Thirteenth Nightmare and uh, Halloween like we're doing right now. Hmm. But uh, as far as three goes, three's it's so fun. It's a fun horror movie to watch. It's not one that scares you. There's nothing scary about this movie uh, because honestly, here's here's why it's it's not scary to me because he's wearing the hockey mask, but you can see his eyes. You can see that. He's wearing that rubber, pardon my French, too. retard mask mm. under the hockey mask, and when you it's when you more so when you get to uh, six seven, six from then on out where they kind of have the more hockey mask with the blacked out eyes, right? And to me, just like Michael Myers, that's what's scary about Michael Myers to me. You can't see the eyes. That's if you could see the the eyes to me, it's 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 so much less scary. Same thing with Jason. When you can see, like, we're looking at pictures now, when you see the eyes, it just makes you want to laugh. Yeah. You know, but when you have those blacked out, soulless, like those voids for eyes, to me, it's infinitely more scary. Yeah. Because then it's it's like the unknown behind the mask, which there's not like, you know, you don't see the face. like And like, uh, there's that one you're on right there. I think that's from part four with Corey Fell, or part four. No, I think that's from part five. The beginning of part five, when, or no, six, when Jason's resurrected by the lightning bolt. Because <laughs> uh, it gets confusing. There's so many of them, right? Yeah. But uh, three's yeah, definitely fun. one. There you go. See that that that's not very scary to me. Yeah. Even as a kid, a younger person that would where stuff like that would scare you. That would never scare me. But then I'd watch part seven or part six or even part eight. Jason, even you know, Jason takes Manhattan. It's still those black, you know, in the dark staring at you. Infinitely more scary to me. Where is he staring at you? 
He might be looking behind me like he might he might be fucking sleeping. Yeah. Like, hey, wake up. And then, oh, you startled him. You know, but uh yeah, but three is a it's a it's a it's a fun movie. It this is a perfect example of a film that follows the screen rules, the typical the what became a typical for these this genre of the slasher. You got the kids going there like, hey, let's go to the bar and have sex. Nah, let's go in here and do it in the hammock. You know, yeah. you have the titties. You know, you, the rule. You can do the rule check in this one. You got the titties. You got the sex. You got the drugs. You got the alcohol. I don't think anybody indirectly says they'll be right back, but they do say like, let me go check this out. Yeah, you know, exactly the same thing. Like this is one of those where it's just like that. Uh, and again, it's just and uh, Jason again, not to pick on Michael Myers because I love Michael Myers. Uh, again, the horror icon, not the actor. Although, you know, the Wayne's World era Michael Myers, So I Married an Axeburger <laughs> era Michael Myers, fantastic. I wish that Mike Myers would come back. I don't want the love guru Mike Myers. <laughs> uh, but um, I think he's done. Jason Voorhees, yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> but uh, Voorhees, along the lines of, he's closer to Freddy, to where he does more inventive kills, or more... I hate to use the term when discussing this because I mean he, people are getting murdered in horrible ways, but they're they're fun, you know. Uh, he uses different weapons, be it a axe or a weed whacker, uh, slamming them into a tree as other in a sleeping bag. He's a brutal motherfucker, but right. he has moments of inspiration <laughs> of how he dispatches these teens that are breaking the rules. Because you know it is it is argued that Jason is God's justice on these sinning teenagers that are committing adulterous and you know immoral acts. Jason is God's instrument on earth to, you know, stop these teens from doing this. Uh, that's another stupid theory on the internet, by the way. But uh, it's, Before y'all cut it off. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but three's a, it's, it's a fun film, especially the 3D aspect. It just adds to the campiness. Uh, if you go back and revisit it, you're going to have a good time with it. It's a good one to watch uh, this time of year. It's, you're going to have fun. You know, get, a, get some beer and some pizza. And watch a few of these films, especially three and four. You'll have you'll have a good time with it, which that's all you can really ask for. With you know, all these films are like that. They're meant, and that's what's so silly. I th- or that's what's like. You go see Saw. You're not watching it to have a good time. Yeah, you're watching it to. You're literally watching that to watch ridiculous amounts of unrealistic gore and gore uh, torture porn, whatever the yeah. they call it, you know with hostile and all that. They're doing it. These slasher films, they're gory. And people are getting killed in ridiculous ways, but I don't know if it's simply because of the time frame of these movies, or they just knew that these are silly, you know, to where it's different. Like, and that's the one you watch, like the Nightmare remake, the Friday the Thirteenth remake, the Halloween remake. They're meant, they're not the same because they're meant to be so fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. Granted, these older ones they are brutal, but again, it's still got that aspect of camp to it. You know, Rob Zombie gets on board for Halloween at first. I'm super excited. Like, oh, yeah, he loves that that movie. I'm, he's going to do it right. I, I have faith in Rob Zombie to do this. Total disappointment. Mm. You know, Michael Myers is this tortured kid. Yeah, he is. But he's this brutal, just hulking wrestler. That's, no, that's not, you know, it's, they just kind of, <laughs> they missed the mark on these remakes with these. But that we're not here to talk about those shitty ones. We're here to talk about the good ones like part three. But uh, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff on this one. Uh, as I mentioned, this was the first one to use the hockey mask, which has been in every sequel since. And that's actually a cool graphic of uh, the Jason Voorhees hockey mask evolution. And as you can see in part three, which they don't show it in this one, in the part three mask on this graphic, but that axe wound in the head is he gets at the end of part three. Uh-huh. And as you can see, they carry it through 
Not in part five, because spoiler alert, it's not Jason in part five. So, but as you can see, when it, you can tell it's the actual Jason because his hockey mask in the top left has that axe wound uh, huh. crunch in it, or I don't want to say scar, damage yeah, yeah. to it. Except in part 11, which I assume they're meaning, uh, what? I guess they're meaning Freddy versus Jason. That doesn't look like the mask from that. I don't know. I, I'm, he just decided and, to get a new mask. <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah, I need, it's time for an upgrade. I mean, of course, part in nine, it's like falling apart. Yeah, it's piece because he got blown up in seven. <laughs> so retain. Well, they brought that back for nine. Yeah, and you can kind of see the battle damage. You know, uh, and how he thinks. So, wow, it's, <laughs> that's a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you Jeez. know, a lot of people think this series jumped the shark, which I'm not going to argue with that, but. To me, it's like, it's just like, again, go, go back to Predator. That movie happened, Predator happened because of a conversation about who Rocky Balboa should fight. And like, oh, who's, who's left for Rocky Balboa to fight? E.T. And like, oh, wait a second. A man fighting an alien. Yeah. Predator. Mm-hmm. But in, 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 in these genres, in this genre, you know, okay, Jason's gone to hell. He's fought Fred, or he, this is actually before he fought Freddy. Uh, this is when they had Jason X. You know, let's take him to space. Hellraiser did the same thing, but Hellraiser did it in part four, where it took Friday the 13th, uh, what, 11 sequels to get to that point, or uh, 10 sequels to get to that point, I should say. You know, so, but wow. these movies are always, they're just so much fun to watch, but uh, they're, they're definitely worth revisiting, especially this time of year. Have a marathon, and in fact, AMC tends to usually do it seems like they'll pick a franchise each year. Last year they did Halloween and they played all the Halloweens in a row. Uh, a lot of time they'll do like a Friday the 13th night and play a few of them. Uh, it's always worth checking out because it's all they're always fun. And it, 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 I think we talked about this last year too, but it, what amazes me is that AMC will play these old horror movies from the 80s, but they'll play them edited. But this is the same network that plays The Walking Dead. Yeah. Any episode of The Walking Dead is more gory than any of these movies. Leaps and bounds, but they still play the edited versions of Friday 13th and Halloween and everything. Just a pet peeve. Grow yeah, up AMC. Yeah. No, it's true. But uh, it's probably just an old cut that are just like, yeah, oh, they don't, they're not going to go back and, you know, just, all, all I really need is take out the boobs. Yeah. And I mean, the, I mean, just these put black bars over them. Yeah. It's always more entertaining, too, when like the yeah. black bars, it's. <laughs> I always thought, like, why waste time cutting stuff out? Just, like, exactly. just add a cover beep and cover it up. Just like you do on reality TV when some dumbass walks through the house naked. Yeah. Just do that. It makes it more enjoyable. Because, like, ah! Yeah. It's funnier You to know me. what's happening, yeah. It's like on South Park when they have the episode where they say shit. You know, yeah. it's like, to me, it was funnier when they bleep it out. <laughs> yeah. it just To me, it just makes it funnier. I don't know why. But anyway. And it also should be noted that part three, Friday the 13th part three, actually takes place on Sunday the 15th. So they thankfully though they hmm. didn't they didn't do you know Friday the thirteenth, Saturday the fourteenth, Sunday the fifteenth. Oh yeah, what a Monday going. the sixteenth, and they just keep going and going. The future, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, I don't know whatever Tuesday the twelfth, or uh, not that it wouldn't be the twelfth. Tuesday the seventeenth, twenty seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah sort of adding years after. The them. But thank goodness they didn't do that. And although there was an entertaining nineteen eighties parody called Saturday the fourteenth which I haven't seen in 30 years. Oh, wow. So I don't know if it holds up at all. But that's a, uh, that's a future episode. If you know where to find it, send us an uh, email. 80sRevisited.com 
pretty pleased because I would like to see it again to see why I watched it. Because <laughs> I, I watched it a lot. Like I, I distinctly oh, rem- wow. I remember the cover and everything. It's some green-faced vampire holding a dude who looks like David Hasselhoff's hand. Oh, and wow. like it's a movie. Yeah, it's I'm, that's all I remember about it is the cover. But uh, I mentioned before uh, Richard Brooker played Jason, and pretty much he, the reason he played Jason was because the director <laughs> Steve <laughs> Miner. Yeah, there's a the cover. Wow. Is that David Hasselhoff? No, it's not. It's Richard Benjamin. That name sounds very Jeffrey familiar. Jeffrey Tambor's in it. Mm. That has more names than uh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> Friday the 13th. But he was picked because he was big wow. uh, to play Jason. But uh, he's 6'3", so he's got the imposing height. But he was a trapeze artist, so he's very slim. So the dude's actually wearing padding under his clothes. And if you know that when you watch it, that explains why he his shape is so fucking awkward. Like in this film, like it looks like he has a big hunchback and his arms are too short for his body, and it's because he's wearing all these awkward, ridiculous pads under him to make him look more bulky. Hmm. So he's not really shaped like that. Just if you were wondering, because <laughs> he looked weird. But anyway, uh, in the original script, the character of Rick was actually called Derek. Now, they changed it for the simple reason because it's the name Rick is one syllable, which makes it easier for the actresses to scream. You know, Rick! Yeah, Rick! Yeah. Derek! Derek! <laughs> Salvador! <laughs> Amanda! Wait, Amanda. That's three. What's up? What's, Christina. What's uh, I'm trying to think of a four one. Jennifer, three. Shit. A lot of threes. Jennifer, yeah. Hmm. Send your best four-syllable first name for <laughs> a horror five, movie character. Six, as many seven. as you can think of. And we'll shout them. And we'll shout them <laughs> to see which one would be the most ineffective name for a horror movie character. Uh, we mentioned Larry Zerner was for, before was cast as Shelley. He actually got the role because a producer spotted him handing out flyers promoting some other horror movie and said, hey, you want to be in a horror movie? Of course. And now he's a, success, a successful lawyer. Hmm. Uh, there are two alternate endings to this film. Of course, in the theatrical ending... Or, or the regular, the real ending, uh, what's her name? Chris falls asleep in the boat. Mrs. Voorhees comes up, drags her under, mimicking the ending of part one, and then the cops haul her off, and you go to Jason, and his body's still there, and it, you know, then it shows the bubbles in the lake, that Mrs. Voorhees is in the lake, just like the first one. Almost a mirror, just a reverse. Uh, but an additional ending had Chris doing the same thing to kill Jason, hitting him in the head in the axe and such. Except Ali, which is the black guy that comes out at the end, who you think is dead, similar to uh, what's his name in Die Hard, uh, and starts attacking Jason. Uh, guy and, in Die Hard that attacks Jason. No, I mean in Die Hard, how uh, I forget his name, the blonde dude, the dancer guy's hanging, and you think he's dead, and he comes back uh, for one last, kind of like a, a killer <laughs> in one of these horror movies. Uh, but in the alternating, both of them live, and Jason walks away. Uh, or the viewer assumes so, because when the police arrive, his body isn't there. The other ending, mm. other ending has Chris kill Jason, then she goes to the canoe and falls asleep, and in her dream, Jason decapitates her as a machete instead of Mama Voorhees popping up and pulling her into the lake. Hmm. Uh, and also, uh, this film did have a lot of kind of uh, trimming done on the, on the desk to get it to an R. So there is an unrated version of this I think uh, a few years ago they had unrated versions of 1, 2, and 3 come out. Hmm. But since then, for some reason, a lot of the sets that come out don't feature those for some bizarre reason. Whatever. Hmm. Uh, so if you're looking for those, you're going to have to find them individually and not count to have them on in one of the sets that are out. Numerous 
sets, I should say, that are out, which if you would like to pick up, go to awesomepods.com, click on the Amazon link, cost you nothing extra, takes you to Amazon, and order your whatever, whichever Friday the 13th set you want. Again, I recommend it doesn't matter, Blu-ray or DVD. I prefer the DVD just because it gives you that kind of nostalgic fear, uh, feel. The one I actually have is the, the collection. I just saw it on there. Uh, the Ultimate Collection, because it has the little mask, which... That's uh, the cover of it. This one? No, the one under that one. Uh, the top one, the, the Crystal Lake to Manhattan, was the original like DVD set. Like the very mm. first one. The one I got is Friday the 13th, the collection, which is more like in a book format. has a 3D version of Part 3. doesn't have the unrated cuts of them, though, but uh, it just has 1 through 8. It doesn't have Ghost to Hell or uh, Freddy vs. Jason or X, naturally. It's just 1 through 8. But anyway, body count on this one, Jason claims 12 victims. Uh, Score-wise, again, nostalgia is in heavy effect when we talk about all three of these series. Uh, I can rate every single one of these movies, should we ever have the time. Uh, But there's many Halloweens to come, so we'll eventually get to every one of them, depending on how long me and Jesse live. Uh, (laughs) But I would give this one a 7.5, watching it again today. It's It's pretty much because it's enjoyable. Yeah. If I if I had to be critical of this movie, it'd be way lower. If I had to like look at it as like yeah, like the critic it's well view, lit and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, like the yeah. Rotten Tomatoes thirteen percent critics. I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. But when you go see at this point, when you're watching a part three of a Friday the Thirteenth, you kind of know what you're going to see, and this film delivers that. It adds to the mythology. Plus, it's the first appearance of the hockey mask, uh, setting the stage for the series from then on out and creating the iconic. Arguably the most iconic visual horror character since Frankenstein, hmm. uh, and that's pretty much it for or that part, that aspect of part three. Uh, nice. Definitely check it out if you haven't, especially if, you have, if a lot of people I know, uh, a lot of people always get them confused as to, and I do too. Like, oh wait, was that which part was that? Same thing for Nightmare and Halloween and all these series, because there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. They're always fun to go back and watch and like, oh shit, that was this one. Well, which one was this one? Which one had this kill? So it's it's always a good time no matter which one you put in, in my opinion. Uh, in the real world, again, it released August 13th, 1982. Uh, four days afterwards, the first compact disc are released to the public in Germany. That was the most <laughs> important thing that happened within a week of this film releasing. So nothing See, happened. Germans got CDs. Now, I don't know if that was actually the very first CD, because that's all it said on Wikipedia. I don't think Germany is the place to develop CDs. <laughs> I wouldn't either, but hey, I mean, this is, you know, this is post-World War II Germany. DC. Who knows? But uh, just like last week in the Back to the Future, where the Back to the Future segment would normally be, we're going to talk about my opinions of the best and worst Jason films. Again, not counting the first and not counting the remakes, because... Then it'd be easy. It'd be the remake's the worst and the first one's the best. But uh, there's a lot of people really like the fourth one. Like a general consensus in this series is that the fourth one's kind of like the best sequel. But me personally, I tend to favor one of the more hated ones, which is part seven. Which again, that's Kane Hodder's first one. But that's the one that I, I ended up seeing more as a kid. That was the one that tended to be played the most. Uh, that's the one with one of the more iconic killing scenes, which I'll get to in the next part about the uh, top five kills of Voorhees. But my least favorite one is five, which is the new beginning, which Jason's not the killer in it. Mm. And it's it's not that it's, again, it's not that it's bad. It's just 
the least interesting. It's not, honestly, it's not a bad plot by any stretch of the imagination. It's kind of, it's honestly a logical way to take the series because you, the previous one is the final chapter. Jason's dead. Yeah. How do you, you know, continue this franchise with Jason being dead? They do part five. It's not that good. Interesting concept, just not the, anybody's favorite. Why? Because Jason Voorhees is in it. Part six, first scene. Jason Voorhees gets dug up, resurrected by a lightning bolt. Bam, he's back. The man is back. So getting the series back on track with, uh, you know, the iconic villain. Uh, but again, like the worst Friday the 13th film doesn't compare to like the worst, even the, I mean, the remake of the Friday the 13th. That movie is so much garbage. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people don't like Jason Goes to Hell, but it's to me it was fun. Uh, silly, but it's, it, these ma- these films maintain that campy aspect, so it's really hard for me personally to just say I hate it. Right. Except the fucking remake because it's <laughs> so shitty. I mean, look, this is at night in a camp. This this is a camp. Yeah, we're watching, and it's meant to be in the middle of the night. All the victim uh, Friday the Thirteenth victims. It's like two almost three hours video. I wish I could have found that for last year's Halloween party because I I went on YouTube and like downloaded like the kills. Oh really? And compiled them into a video to play in the in like in the TV by the picture room. Yeah. And like I was like, it didn't take long. Don't get me wrong, but like this would have saved me <laughs> an hour, so, uh, <laughs> you know, to find this one video. But it, it's so like he's That's okay. Funny. He's standing under a light. Okay, now he's out of the light. He's still he's perfectly still lit. Perfectly lit. Yeah. And like everything's so well lit, like a. Lighting like nighttime is very difficult. It looks like he's standing in front of headlights, though. Yeah. Like, he's casting a shadow. It honestly looks like a play. Yeah. Like, they're following... The light's following him. And all that, so... But, uh... My... The moment you've been waiting for, the list. Everybody loves lists. Uh, and actually, the kill we're watching now is an honorable mention. It's from oh. this one, where the dude's walking on his hands, and Jason... He runs into Jason, and he just splits him Kung Lao style. Yeah. Crotch down. <laughs> Uh, that was definitely an honorable mention. However, there are five better ones in my opinion, uh, starting with Nikki from Part Six. Uh, Nikki and her boyfriend, whose name I don't remember because it's not as badass. What happens to him is not as badass as this one. Uh, they're driving into Winnebago. She goes to the bathroom. Guess who's in the shower in the bathroom, dust till dawn style, hiding out? <laughs> Jason Voorhees. So the dude's driving down the road in the Winnebago, and the you know it starts rocking because the chick's in the bathroom, and that's supposed to be normal for some reason. <laughs> but Jason eventually slams her head through the mirror, and it's a great shot. It shows. Okay, here's the best way to compare it if you haven't seen it. Remember, in Ernest goes to the camp where they slam the lunch tray in the Ernest's face, and it morphs around his face, and it's stuck on his head. Right, right. Jason pretty much pushes her head so hard <laughs> through the mirror into the the metal on the back, it makes that vacuum form imprint of her face on the other side like we saw with the last movie with the tv yeah yeah similar <laughs> like when now freddie comes out like just like that but it's her, he just rams her face into it and then he proceeds to kill the driver of the winnebago the winnebago crashes and the last shot of that scene is him standing on top of the winnebago as it's in flames triumphant for his innovative uh murder if you want to <laughs> call it that whatever uh number four deborah from uh part nine uh wait nine was that nine? I guess because I wrote it down. I might be mistaken. Nine was uh, nine was goes yeah. It was Gage goes to hell. Uh, anyway, she's riding cowgirl style on her boyfriend. Jason's on the other side of the tent. He sees these teens having premarital sex. Time for some vengeance. 
<laughs> he shoves a uh, stake through her, which simple enough kill, and then he pulls it up. So he splits her, kind of like uh, similar to that kill in John Carpenter's Vampires where the, the vampire splits the dude in half. I wish I could find these like instantly. <laughs> you're like, close. You're I know, I know. I'm in the like, area. You're in the ballpark. Uh, that was eight I was on. Yeah, actually, this is the next one. Uh, part oh, number. This is it. Yeah, this is the. This is actually the one I'm about to talk about. Number three, my third favorite Jason Voorhees kill is Julius from Part Eight. Jason takes Manhattan. Julius is a is the athlete of the group. He's the Slater of the group. Wow. Him and Jason have a rooftop battle. <laughs> Julius proceeds for at least a minute to ruthlessly batter Jason with a flurry of punches. He's punching he, this plastic mask. Like, he's punch, in your typical fashion, he's punching the villain all the way across the roof. We're doing some body shots, too. Right to the very end. He's punching until his hands are bleeding. Jason's, you think he's reeling, but Jason's an actor. He's, he's rope-a-doping this dude. All right. He's doing the Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Julius beats on Jason until he's exhausted. That's it. That's and exactly we're, the whole. I'm, I'm just stalling to get to the point to hear him say the line. We're getting there. One more punch. Okay. I think this is it. Oh, one more. I don't okay. know. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Still going. Here we go. Okay. Knuckles are bleeding. <laughs> Still going. Gotta keep going. Here we go. One more and then say it. Oh, he missed. Okay, here we go. I'm pretty sure. He missed, missed again. again. Damn it! <laughs> okay, this is it. I'm sure. Why is he missing? Hundred percent. So Jason takes his best shot. Take best here shot. we go. <laughs> Johnny Cage wins. Fatality. One shot knocks his head off, bounces down the building into a dumpster. The dumpster closes. Fucking awesome. <laughs> It's so badass. The bill, it's got the build up as we sit as you lit you heard waiting for it to happen. The Homer Simpson, I like that. But uh <laughs> the second best kill, and this was the best kill until Jason X. Part seven, my favorite of the franchise, aside from part one. Uh of course, Judy in the sleeping bag. This is to me is probably his most like there you got it, bam, on the money. <laughs> this is like to me probably one of the most iconic kills. <laughs> Drags her out of the tent in the sleeping bag, walks her to a tree, bop. <laughs> now, there was an unrated version of this one that had him doing it multiple times, just beating her to death against it repeatedly, which he did do in Jason X when they trap him in the fucking hollow deck and uh, he had the teenager smoking weed and being naked. So Jason then does what God wants him to do and kills the teenagers in sleeping bags. But uh, speaking of Jason X, my absolute favorite holy shit kill in the Friday the 13th series uh, is Adrian and Jason X. Jason has been brought on this spaceship after being in cryosleep. Did I say Jason versus... Jason X. I hope, I hope, Jason yeah, X. I, yeah, um, you got it. Bam, oh, that was it? You're, this is it, right? You're on fire. Oh, damn. I clicked off of it already. This is the beginning. Oh, this uh, the beginning of Jason it? Jason wakes up from cryo sleep. You're listening to it in the background. Yeah. Jason's back, motherfuckers. Throws her around a little bitch. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he throws her around like a little bitch for a little bit. But then 
when I watched this, I was like, holy shit. Takes her to a vat of liquid nitrogen. You're hearing it as I'm talking. I'm just, he, you saw, he felt her up right there. He totally uh, felt no. her up right there. Uh, Shoves her face in liquid nitrogen. You get the scene from the sink as her face freezes. So she's basically dead. But fuck that. <laughs> Jason ain't done. Takes her face and then slams the liquid nitrogen face onto the counter, shattering it into a million pieces. Yeah. Holds up the body, stares at it, and throws it to the yeah. ground. Proving once again why Jason Voorhees is a motherfucking badass. Even even in Jason uh, X, he's still a badass. Which that movie, this movie, the like, this movie should not have been made. Right. The plot is ridiculous, but it's so fucking awesome. It's so bad, it's good. And logically, Just for him, yeah. This logically, this is where you had to take this series. At this point, you had to take him in space. <laughs> yeah, the wrestling moves. Yeah, it was now. like a Bane. Yeah, break a, your. In fact, I'd love you. to see like them add like Bane sound like Bane <laughs> Just make parts him talk to, throughout the yeah, whole thing. Ah, oh, you you merely adopted the dark. <laughs> I was born in it. That's a YouTube video. A copyright eighties revisited. <laughs> or if somebody wants to and do it and give us credit for thinking of it. Right. By all means, save us the work because yeah, Jesse's overloaded right now. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's my personal top five Jason Voorhees kills. And believe me, there are you could do a top 50 list with Voorhees because he's got a lot of kills. Uh, but those were my personal favorite that I always, always think. When I think about Jason, and you, get, you get in a friendly discussion with your friends around this time of year about who's better and what kills were always made you jump or memorable. These are the ones I always think of. But since your favorite or least favorite, I don't care. We'll talk about anything. Uh, Jason Voorhees kills, or like last week, Freddy Krueger. Uh, to AsiaVisit at gmail.com. In fact, next week, it's Halloween 3, and I know Michael Myers isn't in it, but we're going to talk about his top five kills as well. So if you want to pre-send in your favorite ones, mm-hmm. let's see which ones match up to mine. Because I'm not, I don't like to toot my own horn, but toot toot. <laughs> I kind of think I know a lot about these series, because I've grew up with them. I've, I've watched them more than a normal, well-adjusted person should. So I'm always up to discuss the trinity of horror that we're discussing on the podcast, and I tend to drone on and on and on. But uh, next week, like I said, Friday 13th, oh, Jesus, Halloween (laughs) 3, Season of the Witch. No Michael Myers, but we will talk about the great one, the white-faced William Shatner impersonator himself, Michael Myers, not Mike Myers. But again, email asiavisit at gmail.com, awesomepods.com, awesomepods on Facebook, awesomepods on Twitter, However you want to reach us, send us a line. Just don't hunt us down and stalk us in the middle of the night, on Halloween night, in our dreams, or when we're at camp, which I never went to a camp like that anyway. Me neither. Or when I'm in the woods or whatever. I do go in the woods, so don't stalk me in the woods Voorhees style. I'd appreciate it. I'd take, consider it a personal favor that you didn't do that. But uh, again, we're part of the Awesome Podcast Network, which means there's other podcasts, which I'm sure you're aware of, but for our new listeners, which I hope there are many... There's also Geekly Dose, which covering everything geek. There's old episodes of Duo Titties. Yeah, just, just <laughs> throw that in there. We're watching the... Uh, yeah, we're still watching Victims. What is the name? Friday the 13th Victims, victims yeah, on YouTube. It's two hours there. and 45 minutes. You can watch every single one of them. We're on number 180 right now. So 179 a, was titties. There you go. So if you're, <laughs> you know, you're a little kid at home and you're looking for some spank material... 179. Yep. I just saved you some you know, time. She is dead. You're going to have but, to pause you know, it. Whatever. It's not going to be like live titties. <laughs> but you take what you can get you know, sometimes. Yep. Anyway, 
uh, Duo Attack, the Jesse Sedgley podcast. Why don't you know this? And Republic City Report, by the time you hear this, you may or may not have new episodes of that. I'm not sure when Legend of Korra comes on the air, but that is a fan cast of that done by Geekly Doses on Tim Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And also, please check out our friends over at Now vs. Nostalgia uh, to get another fix from your 80s movies. And they do a lot of other recent stuff, too, so it's... Until, you know, 90s Revisited comes along, there's some films, like, if you want a modern take on, you can check them out. Because we talk about 80s stuff on here, and yes, I know we've done Army of Darkness, and we did Star Wars, but we had to catch Daniel up on those. We had to complete trilogies. That's the mm-hmm. only reason we broke the rule. It was if you're for a, a good listener, reason. you're probably wondering who Daniel is. Yeah, just start at the beginning. Yeah. And believe me, we get better after that first episode, I promise. Ah, yes. We, we're, I mean, this is start episode like 97. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think if they did 20, though, they'll miss some of the key discussions that come that's into play true. later that's on. That's true. Well, there's a highlight episode. Start on that one. There you go. That, that, that will catch you up with a lot of the big things we reference a lot. Yeah. But uh, again, next week, Halloween 3, we continue our Halloween horror hoedown hootenanny of terror and all that kind of stuff. I need to think of more horror movie adjectives to use. Because I keep using the same one. But until <laughs> next week, everybody, I remain Trey Harris. Yes, he said it. Cowabunga! This show and more on Facebook.com slash AwesomePods. And follow us on Twitter at AwesomePods.